Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto podcast. Hope you had a great weekend. We got a ton of stuff to go over. A uh, little bit of Tornado Cash updates, some sell token stuff, some Monero stuff. A few altcoins are exploding and we're finally in neutral territory on the Fear and Greed Index. We'll get into all those topics and more right now. It actually looks like we've slid back into fear. I just loaded up the Fear and Greed Index. Uh, so since yesterday, we're kind of creeping up on that 24,500 mark. We had a really good daily close. I think it closed around, uh, or sorry, weekly close, which closed around that 24,200 mark, somewhere in there. We did move into neutral territory yesterday. I swear I'm not lying. We hit a 47. Uh, 24 hours ago, we were at a 47, currently sitting at a 45. So we're back into fear. However, we're just on the cusp of that neutral market sediment. Uh, really important. I think we're going to continue moving up. Uh, but let's get into some price action now. Bitcoin currently sitting at 24,000. Where is it? There we go. $24,084. So it's sliding a little bit to, uh, down 2% in the 24. Uh, pretty flat on the seven day though. Ethereum's at 1892, down almost 5% on the 24, up about 6% on the seven day. BNB is at 316 bucks, down 3.23% on the 24, down 4.43% on the seven day. Cardano is sitting at 55 cents, down 4% on the 24, up 3% on the seven day. XRP is at 36 cents, down 4% on the 24, down 4% on the seven day. Solana is at $44.13, down 5% on the 24, up 2% on the seven day. Dogecoin is at seven cents, down 3% on the 24, up about 7% on the seven day. Shiba New is exploding. We'll talk about that in a minute. Polkadot is at $8.83, down 5.32% on the 24, down 5.22% on the seven day. Like we said, Shiba New, too many zeros to read. However, up 2% on the 24 and up 
25% on the seven day. Uh, so something's going on with Shiba here. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we'll, uh, hopefully time will tell. We'll kind of sort that out through Twitter. I tried to dig a little bit, but couldn't find the source of Shiba News Pump. AVAX is $27.76, down 4.22% on the 24, down about 7% on the 7-day. Matic, $0.96, cents, down 6% on these 24, up 2% on the 7-day. Uh, what else should we cover here? Uniswap, $8.62, down 6 percent on the 24 down seven percent on the 70 ethereum classic not a whole lot of movement so since those initial pumps currently sitting at 41 dollars and 15 cents down 4.73 percent on the 24 up 5.81 percent on the seven day uh nears kind of down everything uh everything is down however uh like we always say uh just give you a time of this recording it is 8 35 a.m eastern standard time uh so markets have yet to open and we have yet to see that increase of volume with the higher weekly close yesterday i think we're probably going to push up uh for bitcoin this week however if we don't push up uh i i don't see really any kind of return to any kind of $30,000 mark. I think this is the week to watch for. There's no outside influence, no Fed numbers, no nothing other than uh, supply and demand and adoption. Uh, and there's a lot going on in the Bitcoin world. So I think if we kind of see this Bitcoin price action between 23000 and 24000 this week without any breakout, I think we're probably just kind of sit flat for uh, until we get another catalyst, this block of rock news may not push us out. We'll have to kind of see, wait and see what happens. Non-financial advice, of course. If you're going to make any big bets on anything, do it on your own gut feeling and not what some content creator, podcaster, YouTuber says you should do. Uh, I trust my gut when I invest and so should you because that way when you win, it's all on you and that way when you lose, it's all on you as well. And uh, yeah, so non-financial advice in this podcast. We are for entertainment and to keep you guys updated on the happenings in the news of crypto. Kevin O'Leary says, sacrificing tornado cash worth it for institutional adoption. This is a bad take. I actually like Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. I think he says a lot of good things, really smart, really good investor, obviously. Uh, However, I think this is a bad take, but we're going to dig into this. Mr. Wonderful thinks that crypto needs more regulation and less crypto cowboys like tornado cash creator Alexei Persevev, uh, who he suggested was a necessary sacrifice to create stability for institutional inflows. Whew. The guy got arrested. The poor guy got arrested for creating a piece of software. What about all the crimes that are committed on the Windows platform, Mac OS, Linux? What about those developers? They're not responsible for what their users do, but crypto developers are I, I don't see uh, I don't see how this can go one way and not the other uh, what about all what about web browser developers and people that use those web browsers to go on the dark web and source out uh, different forms of content why are the browser developers not being held responsible why only the crypto developer and you need a browser to purchase crypto or an act with the crypto space um, so why not those developers too? It's uh, it's really a very slippery slope, and uh, 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 yeah, 
Terrible, terrible news. Clamping down on crypto applications that mess with the primal focus of regulation is necessary, says Shark Tank host and millionaire venture capitalist Kevin O'Leary, I think he's actually a billionaire, who argued that Tornado Cash and similar services are preventing real institutional capital from coming into the space. In a discussion on crypto banter on Saturday, O'Leary, also known as Mr. Wonderful, suggested that applications like Ethereum-based crypto mixer Tornado Cash are part of a crypto cowboy culture that shouldn't have placed shouldn't have a place anymore in the industry. Instead, O'Leary is of the view that crypto needs a rules-based environment in order to attract real institutional capital into the digital asset industry, as and much of that regulation needs to stamp out protocols like Tornado Cash, which enables users to conduct anonymous transactions and therefore potentially engage in criminal activity. What about cash? Cash, you can potentially get, engage in criminal activity by living your life. I don't see this. I don't agree with Kevin O'Leary on this whatsoever. In the discussion, O'Leary didn't back down on his opinion regarding the rest of the arrest of the Tornado Cash creator, stating, at the end of the day, it's okay to arrest that guy. Why? He's messing with the primal force of regulation. If we have to sacrifice him, that's okay because we have, we want to have some stability in that institutional capital. No, I don't agree with this at all. I think you arrested a developer unless... The developer of Tornado Cash laundered money himself illegally. So unless he was a hacker, stole those funds, used Tornado Cash to, look, to clean that money and move it into something else, I, the idea that you can arrest a developer for what users use the platform, platform or software for or whatever, the idea that we need a sacrificial lamb in the form of, of a developer so institutional money can get involved... I don't want the institutional money then. If that's what they need to get involved and they need to sacrifice these developers who worked their way into the privacy coin, privacy crypto space, if they need to be sacrificed, I don't want their money. They can they can keep it and I'll deal with retail investors then. Uh, retail investors only. Uh, I don't agree with any kind of regulation being put on privacy of the way you use funds. You can... Be- you can interact with cash on a private level. Uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do a peer, peer, peer-to-peer transaction privately. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to, and there's no reason why institution, institutional money should only move in when all privacy is removed from the crypto space. Uh, I think this is just a horrible take for Kevin O'Leary. It pissed me off. It's pissing me off right now reading it. So I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. Uh, however, I'll continue going in. The venture capitalists said that while institutional interest in the digital asset sector continues to increase, they're not going to touch touch it while crypto cowboys are riding the fence. Who cares? I don't care. Keep your keep the institutional money out of crypto. Then O'Leary emphasizes that until we get rid of this crap, there'll be no stability in institutional capital. But he believes that, but he believes that the industry is slowly but surely weeding out the cowboys. I think we're getting to that stage now. Maybe we're in the third or fourth inning towards that. But I'm tired of this crypto cowboy crap. I want to get involved in a regulated place where we can bring billions of dollars to work. I don't need to be a crypto cowboy. I don't want to be one because I work in the regulated world. If the crypto world, what he's missing, what he's missing, and I don't think he gets it here, is if crypto follows the path of regulation in the same way traditional finance has followed that path, then we're not gaining anything from adopting crypto other than number go up. If we... If we sacrifice everything that crypto allows us to do at a peer-to-peer transactional privacy level, 
without institutional players, if we sacrifice all that and throw it by the wayside and we're like, okay, let's adopt all these regulations that exist in the traditional financial industry. Let's play with all the same players that exist in the traditional financial industry. If we do that, we're, we're not gaining anything outside of the traditional financial world. It doesn't make any sense. But O'Leary's opinion flies in the face of sentiment of many in the space, like myself. The United States government's sanctioning of the Ethereum-based privacy tool last week emerged enraged many influential crypto figures who defended the need for basic privacy rights on decentralized networks. Yeah. And if players are going along with these, this push for... Uh, more for more regulation in places that shouldn't be regulating and ar- weird arrests and things like that. If people in the crypto space are playing along with this, uh, aka Uniswap, I'm not going to use those platforms. I'll uh, I'll vote with my wallet and my use here. And I 100% will not support anything in the crypto space that is on board with arresting developers. It's just insane. Anyways, we're gonna shift gears here. Celsius Network is bankrupt, so why is Celsius price up 400,000% or 4,000%, sorry. (laughs) That would be just insane, wouldn't it? Uh, 4,000%, it still is insane anyway, in two months. Takeover rumors are on and an ongoing short squeeze. Short squeeze helps sell price rally, but is there enough momentum for the upgrade? So uh, Wall Street Bets is getting involved in the Short squeeze of sell token. We'll get into that a little bit now. Crypto lending platform Celsius Network has approximately $1.2 billion gap in its balance sheet with most liabilities owed to its users. In addition, the firm has filed for bankruptcy protection, so its future looks bleak. Still, Celsius Network native utility token, also known as CEL, C-E-L has soared in an evaluation by over 4,100% in the last two months, reaching around $3.93 on August 13th, two days ago, compared to its mid-June bottom of point, or 0.093 cents. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> in comparison, top coins, Bitcoin and Ether are up 40% and 130% in the same period. Uh, takeover rumors behind sell explosion? I don't think so. Technically, the price rally made sell an excessively valued token in early August. When its relative strength index or RSI crossed above the 70 threshold, takeover rumors appear to be behind Cell's upside strength. Notably, Ripple wants to purchase Cell's CS's network assets, according to an anonymous source cited by Reuters on August 10th. Cell's price more than doubled after the piece of news hit the wire. In July, rumors also surfaced about Golden Sachs' intention to acquire Celsius Network for $2 billion. Cell was changing hands for as low as $0.39 cents around that time. Uh, however, this is where the Cell short squeeze took place. So an army of retail traders also appears to be behind the Cell's giant upside push in the last two months. So uh, we all probably know, have heard of, or seen a documentary on the GameStop uh, stuff that happened on Wall Street's bets. A hedge fund was trying to short uh, the GameStop stock and a bunch of retail investors banded together to invest their money, uh, go long on GameStop and created a short squeeze uh, that caused that price action to just skyrocket in the GameStop shock. Same thing's happening with Cell Token right now. Wall Street Bets has jumped on Cell Token uh, to create a short squeeze, driving the price of Cell up. Some traders have organized a short squeeze to limit Cell's downside prospects. A short squeeze is when an asset's price. Yes, we know that. So this is a tweet by Wall Street Bets Crypto Mod. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's Trader Rocco. Bitcoin and Celsius update. BTC is very choppy, so many. F- 
Uh, so my focus is on altcoins and sell. I'd like BTC to hold 22K for bullish buy a sell. Wants breakout again. I'm looking to buy more above 2.6 with the hashtag shell score squeeze short sell short squeeze army behind it. Could sell pump to three bucks next. And it did. So yeah, Wall Street Bats is driving the price of sell token up uh, right now. It's something to watch. Maybe. Um, I'll be watching anyways. Monero has had an update and we may need it more now than ever. Privacy Coin Monero has developed a non-contentious hard fork to boost its privacy and security features set. Popular Privacy Coin Monero completed a hard fork introducing new privacy and security features over the weekend. The non-contentious hard fork completed at block 2,688,888 was first announced by developers in April this year. Initially planned for July, it was subsequently delayed till August 13th. Uh, however, it did launch successfully. One of the main changes introduced with the hard fork is an increase in Monero's ring size from 11 to 6 in order to protect users' privacy. Monero merges the digital signature of the individual signing a transaction with those of 11, now 16, another non-signers to create a new signature authorizing the transaction, if you can understand that. Uh, they made it more more secure. The network upgrade also included changes to its bulletproof algorithm to boost transaction speed and reduce transaction size by an estimated 5-7%, to 7%, as well as improvements to its multi-sig mechanism. Other performance upgrades include view tags, which aims to reduce wallet sync times by up to 40%, along with security patches and fee changes. So this is a tweet. If you want to follow Monero on Twitter, they are at Monero, uh, also known as the ticker is XMR if you're new to the crypto space. Congratulations on a successful network upgrade. Hashtag Monero is now more private and efficient with ring size 16, bulletproofs plus, and view tags. Make sure your node wallet is updated to continue using Monero. Privacy and fungibility matter, and it's exciting to keep improving. News of the successful network upgrade doesn't appear to have moved the needle on Monero's price, which is currently down around 1.6% on the day, with the privacy coin currently changing hands around 166 bucks. Uh, so Monero kind of increases, uh, Monero increases in price. I've been watching it a little bit uh, for a long time now, very much on macro events such as the Ukrainian war had a big impact on Monero's price. And uh, usually when I'm surprised the actual tornado cash, uh, the tornado cash developer arrest didn't have as strong of an impact on uh, Monero's price. Actually, let's go look at that. Now I'll put this uh, recording on pause for a second. I'm back uh, moments to you, but a few minutes to me. Uh, so the arrest of that uh, developer for Tornado Cash had no impact on Monero's price tag. Uh, however, Monero is only down about 50% off its uh, all-time high here anyways, which is kind of interesting. It hasn't suffered as much as a lot of tokens have, uh, and it does. Monero seems to follow kind of Bitcoin's price action, uh, and when odd things happen in the world, like the invasion in uh, Ukraine, and the subsequent rules that followed on the crypto space in Russia and Ukraine, Monero saw some uh, price action there. It kind of follows things like that. Monero itself has long drawn attention from regulators and law enforcement. 2020 crypto intelligence firm CypherTrace revealed that it had developed a tool set for tracing Monero transactions at the behest of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, of course, right? Despite the apparent success a month later, the IRS offered a bounty of up to $625,000 to crack Monero. And uh, yeah, so just something to note is that bounty has never been collected because no one has cracked Monero yet. 
The following year, the Norwegian police were attempting to crack the privacy code in order to trace transactions related to a missing person case. As a result of the regulatory attention, crypto exchanges, including Coinbase, have hesitated to list Monero with CEO Brian Armstrong, stating in 2020 that in behind-the-scenes conversations, regulators have implied that we very much don't think we should do this. Uh, so they don't want them. They don't want Coinbase, obviously, to invest in Monero. However, I'm sure you can buy it at uh, other exchanges like KuCoin and ones like that. Uh, so last story of the day, four low-cap altcoins exploit nearly 90% or more in just one week as crypto markets ignite. Uh, so a lot of people are wondering, is alt season here? I don't think so. I think this is really just a bear market rally and uh, it's being led uh, obviously by the merge on Ethereum. However, uh, Bitcoin's is just artificially low. My theory is Bitcoin is just way artificially low at 20,000 and it's going to find its home back up uh, in between 30 and 40,000 for its fair market value. What Bitcoin's actually worth per token in a bear market I think is uh, in between that 30 to 40,000 dollar mark and it's going to find that and just kind of bob around in there until we get some kind of catalyst explosion, supply shock, Bitcoin ETF uh, having until some kind of catalyst pops along. And uh, are we going to go into supply shock from this BlackRock stuff? That's interesting also. To, uh, it's, it's possible, right? Crypto markets, ha- crypto markets have bounced over the last week and a slew of altcoins have quietly outperformed the rest with nearly 90% gains or more. At time of writing, Bitcoin is up 6.8% in the last seven days, while ETH is up 17% in the same time time frame, dwarfing the performance of the two largest crypto assets by market cap is Cell token, which we just talked about. We also talked about why, because uh, Cell has a army of retail investors just creating uh, short squeezes on people that are trying to short swell Cell. They're going along and they're winning and they are driving the price of Cell token up substantially. And the more it goes up, it's interesting because the more sell token goes up, the more likely a short is to pull through. So the more likely it is to a short to be successful because sell token clearly is not worth $4 right now. However, they can't short it because the army of people taking up long positions, driving that price up. Uh, So it's they're creating just a bear trap over and over and over and over again. Uh, and the bears are falling for it on sell token. Not that I want to see sell token prevail. I don't. However, I do like to see the little guys win. And in this case, they are winning. And I don't care what the asset is uh, if they're winning. I don't care. Uh, any, I'm good with any asset if the little guys can pull one on uh, the big guys here. However, on the flip side of that, I guess Alex Mashinsky is also profiting from this explosion, uh, this explosion in sales price. So there's that as well, I guess. Uh, There's a little more nuance to it, I guess, when you start thinking about the story. Another surging altcoin as of late is Cura. This one I have not heard of. The ticker is KUGI. It's a decentralized finance protocol that targets retail investors Kyrgy, I'll say, I'll go with that. I'll go with Kyrgy for now. Rallied after going from a seven-day low to 59 cents to as high as $1.23 for an increase of over 108%. At the time of writing, Curie is swapping hands at a buck 19. Also putting in green, big green rallies this week is Flux, a cross-chain Oracle and decentralized cloud infrastructure. Flux cl- climbed the, from a weekly low of 59 cents to as high as a buck 22 for gains of over 106% in seven days. Joining the bullish moves is energy token web 
Energy Web Token, the ticker EWT, which may have caught a boost when BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world, mentioned EWT in an announcement for its new spot Bitcoin investment trust. So we got some things happening in the alt space. A lot of altcoins are up a very wide percentage over the last two weeks or so. Um, it's actually been a good time if you've gotten got into the market when uh, it was at its all-time yearly lows uh, in June and uh, the beginning of July there, you've definitely made some money in the space uh, if you've chosen altcoins, that's for sure, and Bitcoin as well. Um, All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, dig into the the show description. We have a Patreon. We have a Ledger link. You can purchase a Ledger hardware device as well as social media stuff. But if you really want to support the show, like I said in the intro, uh, please just give us a subscribe and a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. That's the best way to support the show. Uh, Thanks so much. And I will see you guys tomorrow for more crypto news. Bye for now.